2: it's Monday. It is July 22nd. It's 2019. And we have 11 games on the Monday. Um, back from the weekend and um, getting an 11 game slate here to get the week started off. I'm joined by my buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend?
1: Doing great. Had a wonderful weekend. Got some sleep. Uh, had some fun. Had a great time. Ready for baseball.
2: Yeah, I'm glad one of us got some sleep. I don't ever get sleep on the weekends. NASCAR, you don't ever and... get
1: sleep at all. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: is true. Yeah. Everybody, everybody texts me, at, like, <laughs> people text me between like three and four o'clock every day, and they're like, What are you doing? Why haven't you texted me back? And I'm like, I'm taking a nap. <laughs> 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 Almost every time we do Grinders Live, like, I'm just getting up from a nap. So I do take naps. I love my naps. Um, but. All right, let's jump into this one. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there. Check them out. It's fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Roto-Grinders links, so we get three months of Roto-Grinders Premium for Fantasy Draft, plus you'll get access to any cool promos that we have going on with them. They have some big news coming up here soon with the rake-free DFS. It's coming up, so make sure you're paying attention and watching out for that. Grant eleven Games, let's get started. Cardinals, Pirates, Daniel Ponce de Leon against Trevor Williams. Um, any interest here in um, de Leon?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's been good. I mean, the problem is the 9K price tag, but we don't really have a whole lot of mid-tier guys on today's slate. Like, it's kind of you get up over the 11K range and you got some good guys. Like, there is Sonny Gray, but he's in a tough match versus the Brewers, but there is some upside there. I have a little bit of interest in him. Like I'll probably end up landing on him on one or two lineups, but like, he's got good stuff. He's got near 30% K rate this season. He's been good. Um, he's playing in a good pitchers ballpark, but I don't know. It's just, it's pitching kind of trash on the slate. So I don't know. He's not a great option, but he's definitely a decent option.
2: Yeah. We're going to, we're going to talk pitching today and it's just going to be one of those things where it's going to be like, yeah, I don't really love that guy. Um, You know, that's, that's going to be a lot. There's a lot of, good opportunities for bats today and i think de leon is is certainly in play here you know depending on what type of lineup we see for pittsburgh but only really worried about a few bats in this lineup he's he's really had a a strong strikeout rate against lefties um since getting called up so i think the upside is certainly okay it's just it's a team that just doesn't strike out a lot there's going to be potential weather here he just faced this team and struggled against them so There's a lot of stuff working against him, you know, especially his price. So today, I'll be honest, today's the day that I'm either going to go up or way down uh, with a lot of my pitching options. So I don't think I end up on him a lot, if any. Uh, Trevor Williams on the other side of this game. Williams a little bit better against righties than he is lefties. You know, he's facing a pretty right-handed heavy team here. But at the end of the day, he just doesn't have enough strikeouts for me. Um, I I do think he's interesting at 6,500, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, on a normal slate, I wouldn't like him, but there's not a lot of mid-tier options. There's Williams, and there's one other guy, and that's it. That's really it for me. Other than that, I really want to go all the way down or all the way up, so it's more of a price play than anything. If I'm at this price range and I need a pitcher, he's going to be one of the two guys that I look at. I mean, he's got a 20% K rate versus righties. There are a decent amount of righty strikeouts in this lineup. He struggled versus lefties, but we don't really worry too much about the lefties in this lineup here. He's playing in Pittsburgh. It's a good pitcher's ballpark. He doesn't walk a lot of guys, which is nice. Makes him a better real-life pitcher than he is for fantasy. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's just 6.5K for a guy that's going to be facing four to five righties, most of which have a high K rate. I, I have some interest in him.
2: Slight interest, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah not, the- not a ton.
1: Not 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 ecstatic about playing Trevor Williams on this.
2: <laughs> not ecstatic about playing any pitcher on the slate. Um, you know, let let's talk some bats here. We'll we'll start with the Cardinals. Um, you know, Neil's a guy that has plenty of upside. It's been a rough season for Goldie. Um, this game's in Pittsburgh. I really don't expect too much offense in this game. Uh, you know, just being in this ballpark. But when we're looking at it, a lot of these St. Louis bats are cheap.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, O'Neill stands off the page a little bit. He's a high strikeout rate guy going up against a low ish strikeout rate pitcher who just throws a lot of strikes. Um, So him being free swinging might help him a bit versus uh, Williams. Outside of him, like I'm not, I'm I hate playing Goldschmidt. Uh, He's lost me so much money this year. But Goldschmidt's in play. I prefer lefties going up against Williams. But like outside of Edmonds price is not great. You could go Fowler. You can go Wong. Either one of them are fine. Weeters is fine, but none of them are great bats. Honestly, this being in Pittsburgh, I don't really have a lot of interest in any of these guys.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to end up on a lot of these guys either. O'Neal being my favorite play here. Um, De- Deong, you know, always an interesting option. Wong and Weeters, like you said, the lefties towards the bottom. Uh, as far as the Pittsburgh bats go, you know, we, we kind of talked about De Leone a little bit uh, as a potential play. Um, any interest here in the Pittsburgh bets?
1: Day Leone's been so good versus lefties. I don't think it can continue, uh, but he has been good enough versus lefties where I'm 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 kind of just crossing. Like Bell's always in play. Bell is 100% always in play. But outside of him, like Martin's, really the only guy that I would think about using. Uh, I don't. Like Martin's price tag, Bell's price tag is a lot better at 4.5K, but this is probably a cross-off game for me when it comes to bats.
2: Yeah, you know, the thing is here, you know, we we like these lefties, but when we're looking at these lefties and we're looking at the stats uh, for Leon, he's a guy that's given up a lot of fly balls. And we think about, you know, PNC. PNC is a ballpark that is way, way below average for home runs. Um, You know, when we're looking at the ballpark factors here for this ballpark, you know, it's below average for home runs and triples to both sides of the plate. So um, for me, I just probably don't end up on a lot here. I I could see maybe Marte, maybe Bell, maybe Moran, um, but I'm not going to go out of my way to play those guys today. There's plenty of bats, plenty of situations to attack here for hitters. Colorado at Washington, Peter Lambert against Eric Fed. Um, Any interest here in Lambert?
1: Nope, he's not very good. 15% K rate going up against a dangerous Washington team. Plus some potential weather, he's a cross-off for me.
2: Yeah, I'm going to stay away as well. Um, And I don't like Eric Fett on the other side of this game, to be honest.
1: Yeah, he's not really a guy I ever want to play. I mean, again, it's Colorado playing away from Colorado. But he's still just not a high upside guy. He has 4.5K. Which is interesting, but I'd, I'd rather there's two other guys in the 4K range that I'd rather play.
2: Yeah, that's my thing too. Uh, there's two other guys in this range that if I'm going to take a a dumpster dive, I'll play those guys. Let's talk some bats here. Um, any interest in the Colorado bats?
1: I mean, a little bit. Feddy's a guy that like he struggled versus lefties, and he's not a high strikeout pitcher in general versus righties. Uh, so honestly, the main culprits—Blackman, Story, Dahl, Arenado—are all in play. Story's a little tough as price tag, but Arenado at 4.4k in a decent hitting ballpark, and Dahl at 4.4k is a bit too underpriced. Even going away from cores, I really like those two bets, um, and I'm fine with Blackman and Story. If you want to go a little bit contrarian, they have upside. Uh, it's and they're going to draw low ownership because their price tags coming away from cores. So don't mind them, and then if you want to round out a stack, Murphy's fine.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I certainly don't mind Murphy um, to round out the stack or just to play in general, um, but is my favorite play here. You know, even if even with it being a righty-righty matchup, I'm not too concerned here with that. I, I think this is a good spot for him just in general. Um, he's more of a fly ball guy, facing more of a ground ball pitcher here. You know, Fed's not a guy that is going to be overpowering as far as strikeouts. You know, he, he kind of snakes by by getting a lot of ground balls. So could really struggle in this matchup with, you know, three of these guys having fly ball rates over 40%. Um, the other side of this game, the Washington side, Peter Lambert, always a guy we like to pick on, uh, especially with left-handed hitters. I think we can look at Soto. I think we can look at Rendon eaton turner zimmerman dozier all these guys really in play here um i I certainly don't mind getting some washington and potentially even stacking these guys
1: yeah yeah just name a batter in this lineup and he's in play i mean lambert 400 iso to lefties 350 or it's 400 Woba to lefties 350 Woba to righties gives up a ton of power does not strike out guys so especially high strikeout guys like turner or soto are fantastic plays here but realistically I can't name a single bat I don't want to play on the Washington side.
2: Yeah, very, very interesting stack. And, you know, the same thing goes here. We're looking at, like, Dozier and Rendon. They're both fly ball hitters facing a ground ball pitcher. So uh, a lot of upside in this game for Washington. Um, potentially maybe flying under the radar a little bit. You know, we do have so many good spots today to attack. Cleveland at Toronto, Mike Clevenger against Ryan Baricke. Um, Any interest here in Clevenger?
1: Going up against a fairly high strikeout rate Toronto team, yes. I mean, the problem is his 12.1k price tag. He doesn't have his stuff. It could go poorly, but he's got just as much upside as anyone on the slate outside of Cole. Uh, I'm basically just going to be flipping a coin when it comes to most of the top-end guys, Uh, but Clevenger outside of Cole is probably my favorite.
2: Yeah, I think Clevenger and Cole are 1A, 1B today. Um, I think that they're both very, very good plays. I think that... Clevenger is going to get plenty of run support here. Um, You know, with Baricki on the other side of this game, I I think that Cleveland's going to be able to score some runs here. So I think Clevenger – I really don't know which one of these guys I'm going to play in cash yet. Um, Maybe Cole just because he's at home, but I think that Clevenger has a really, really good matchup and a ton of upside here. Um, You know, we started to see him get some strikeout stuff back. I I know it was Detroit – but even the Kansas City game, you know, a couple starts ago, like he's starting to show that, like that strikeout upside. So, really like Clevenger, Baricky um, on the other side of this game. I probably don't end up playing any of him.
1: Nope, not going to coming off the aisle. Just wasn't a great pitcher beforehand. Not going to be a great pitcher now. Not an easy matchup.
2: Yeah, and like decent changeup. You know, we we kind of saw with him last year a decent changeup, but. that was kind of all i remember about him you know he was able to generate ground balls he didn't give up a ton of hard contact but um really kept guys off balance and used that change up sinker combo quite a bit so when we're looking at these uh cleveland bats we really want to look at who does well against sinkers and change-ups and um you know for the small sample that we have you know marcardo um and luplo Jose Ramirez, these guys have done really well um, at, the, at at these two types of pitches. Jose Ramirez, you know, really could end up being one of the strongest plays on the slate if we're looking at batted ball profile stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, look at prices. Lindor, 4.5. Mercado, 4.9. Santana, 4.3. for Love 4.2 for Ramirez. 3.4 for, Kip- for Kipnis, even though it's a lefty-lefty matchup. I'm still fine with rounding out a stack with him at an incredibly cheap price tag. Like, these guys are all priced way too low, considering they're playing in one of the best ballparks for home runs so far this year. They've got power, and they're not going against a very good pitcher who is also coming off an injury, so we don't know what we're going to get there. And on top of that, the Toronto bullpen's terrible. Cleveland only has a 5.1 implied run total here. I think that's too low. Honestly, I think that's way too low. I could see them being the chalk option on the slate, and it's entirely justified.
2: Yeah, I think they're very good play here. I'm right there with you. Perez, another guy uh, that I like towards the bottom of this order. There's a lot to like here on the Cleveland side of things. As far as the Toronto Bats go, I'll probably pass on playing the Toronto Bats with so many good options on the slate. Yep, full pass. Moving on, Boston at Tampa. Eduardo Rodriguez against Jalen Beeks. Did not realize Red Sox are in town. Might have to go to a game on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um... What are we looking at here with Eduardo Rodriguez? I mean,
1: Rays are a good strikeout upside matchup versus lefties and we've talked about this multiple times before how Erod is doing worse versus lefties and righties I don't don't expect that to continue. I I want to wait and see the lineup and see if they throw a few extra lefties in there maybe, but I I just have a problem playing paying 10-9 for Erod. I could see him in a few lineups just because like there is a big jump or decent jump up to Ray and a big jump up to Clevenger and Cole, but they're still a good hitting team. Even though the strikeout upside's there and it's a decent hitting ballpark, I don't know. I don't know how much I'll actually end up with Erod.
2: If he was cheaper, like if he's you know ninety five hundred, even like nine k on this slate, we're talking about him a lot more. The fact that he's ten nine, like give me twelve hundred. 200- going down from like a Trevor Richards to a punt play and like, let me get Clevenger instead of playing Eduardo Rodriguez or something along those lines. Like give me my one stud SP one and I'll I'll take a shot on the next guy. So I, I think Erod's fine here. I I do. It's just more the price. It's a price thing. Like he's 10-9. I think he's gone over 30 twice this season. Um, so it's just, it really just comes down to a price thing for me. Um, you know, he gets a ballpark upgrade here going into Tampa. But outside of that, like, I just, I don't think I end up on E Rod today. Um, just, it, it's price. It's the price issue. That's all. Yep. Um, Jalen Beaks on the other side, I'm sure we might get some news um, in the morning that there's going to be an opener on this game. But uh, really don't have any interest in Jalen Beaks here.
1: I mean, Wojnowski can. Apparently almost throw a no-hitter against the Red Sox, but still not going Beaks. Uh, Just don't think it's worth it. I'd rather go down to two other guys where I mentioned Williams. We'll get to another guy later. Uh, But, yeah, just mediocre strikeout rate guy going up against a very good team. I'm going to pass.
2: Yeah, a little bit of revenge, right? Um, Beaks was a prospect with the Red Red Sox. Honestly, Um, that works
1: worse than the pitchers uh side because he actually like they know him they know his pitch
2: exactly <laughs> um bats here for boston you know i think you can look at xander i know jd's kind of cold right now but um you know his numbers are still fantastic against lefties um what do you like here for the red sox
1: yeah i mean this year jd's still at a four eighty two woba and a three seventy eight iso versus lefties bogart's got great numbers too jd's price tags Way too cheap at 4-1, even if he's slumping. I don't care. That doesn't matter to me. He's still got tons of power. So they're in play. Devers, if you want to get a little contrarian there, uh, 5.4K versus lefties, he's not going to be terribly high on. He's probably going to face a righty in the first inning with the opener. Uh, Betts, I'm not a big fan of, but if you want to throw him in a stack, Ben D same thing, not really a big fan of, but if you want to throw him in a stack, that's fine. It's really – JD's just way too cheap. Bogarts is great, a great play too. And Devers just as the contrarian option.
2: Yep, Devers is one of the hottest hitters in baseball right now too. Um, didn't watch a ton of baseball this weekend, but it looks like he kept it rolling um, over the weekend. So, um, as far as the Tampa bats go, Eduardo's been really, really good this season at limiting hard contact to both sides of the plate. Um, I don't mind maybe playing a one-off or two here, but I, I don't want to stack Tampa in this spot.
1: I mean, Darren O's fine um, if he's leading off at 3.8K. Uh, I'm fine with Abigail Garcia at 3.8K outside of those two guys. Maybe Diaz at 4K. Their price tags are decent enough, but I'm probably going to stay away from this spot outside of just a pump with
2: Darren o. Yeah, Mike Persu, Um He's, all, he's a guy that I don't mind against left-handed pitching. He's been really good against lefties since he got called up. Low walk rate, low strikeout rate, getting the ball up in the air. Um, he's pretty cheap over there on DraftKings. Uh, and you can play him at second base, which is always really nice. So I don't mind him. Um, but, yeah, the cheaper guys as one-offs is kind of what I'm looking at here when I'm looking at the Tampa side of things. Yeah. Packing your toiletries somehow always involve a delicate game of stacking and space hacking. And don't get us started on lotion exploding all over your kit. That's why equipped electric toothbrushes work just as well at home as they do on the go. The compact and wireless design tucks easily in the corner of your carry-on or your back pocket if you're just spending the night. Plus, the travel-ready cover protects your brush from sandy sim swimsuits and luggage slip-ups. And a three-month battery life will last through the season filled with weekends away. They're making it easier than ever to keep up with your wake-up and wind-down routine when you're out of the office. Sensitive sonic vibrations for an an effective clean that's gentle on your sensitive gums. People brush too hard, and sometimes electric toothbrushes are too abrasive. The built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and help you to clean your mouth evenly. Up to 90 percent of us don't brush for a full two minutes or clean evenly that's why i love quip Um, i travel a ton you guys know it i travel to a lot of races i travel a lot and um absolutely love the fact that it's easy to travel with and um i'll be honest i've had mine for over three months and i haven't had to replace the battery yet so really like that and i like the timer um makes me slow down and really think about brushing my teeth but that's why i love quip and I hope um, you're taking it to where you're going to go traveling this weekend. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash rotogrinders right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack for free at dot com slash rotogrinders. Uh, Now that I butchered that, let's move on. Miami at Chicago taking on the White Sox. Trevor Richards at Ivan Nova. Um, Nine and a half total here. Nova, 116 favorite. Uh, Any interest here in Trevor Richards?
1: Yeah, he's the top mid-tier option. Um, He hasn't been great this season. And it's not Miami, which I don't really like. But strikeout upside is there. Anytime someone already is facing the White Sox, We saw what happened with Glenn Sparkman. Richards, we thought, would do well versus San Diego. It didn't. It's a similar situation, just with a much worse team and much less power. So, yeah, I've definitely got some interest in Richards. He's going to be one of my more owned guys, probably the top owned guy in the mid-tier. While I'm not using that much Williams, I don't like it, but we get the strikeout upside there, and we know what he can do.
2: Yeah, like he he's just he's a right handed pitcher facing the White Sox. He's probably gonna give up a couple runs here, but he could you know be a guy that strikes out six, seven, eight guys. So have to have to like him, this team against right handed pitching this season, twenty six percent K rate on the projected starting lineup. So plenty of upside here for Trevor Richards. And honestly, like you said, we just don't have a ton of options in this range today. So um don't mind it. Uh the other side of this game, Ivan Nova. Listen, I'll play just about anybody against the Marlins, but I really don't see myself using Ivan Nova. If there
1: weren't other options in the 4K range, I'd probably have a decent amount of interest in him. I mean, he doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys, but the projected lineup has a decent K rate, and he doesn't walk guys, so it's just basically at the hand of ball or at the whatever whim of ball babbit. Uh, it's only going to be 75 there. It's not going to be terribly humid. I'll end up with some Nova, um, but there's one guy cheaper that I have a lot more interest in.
2: Let's talk Marlins bats. Um, honestly, like I don't think I'd stack the Marlins here, but I don't mind like rounding off stacks with the Marlins. Like if I need one or two cheaper guys, and like I end up on Marlins players, I don't hate it.
1: I don't hate stacking the Marlins. Um, they're cheap. Oh, gosh, I hate it whenever I say that. Uh, but yeah, the Marlins like Nova's trash. He's... Like, he doesn't walk a whole lot of guys. The ball's going to be put in play a whole lot. He doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys. Uh, there's some hard, good hard contact numbers here. You look at their ISO, Woba, a lot that's down because they play over Miami. But, yeah, I'll stack up the Marlins, and I'm not going to be happy about it at the end of the day. But, I mean, they can they can beat up on any pitcher, apparently, even though most of the time they're trash versus the worst pitchers. But, yeah, they, they've got some power. they got a lot of, like – you look at their ISO numbers and it's just terrible, but you look at the hard contact numbers, everyone's over 34% in the top seven and going up against a low strikeout pitcher who gives up some hard contact. Like there's going to be a lot of line drives. And then you got that bad Chicago bullpen afterwards. I hate to say it, but yeah, I've got a lot of interest in the Marlins. Dang it.
2: Yeah. Like, like I said, I I don't mind it, but I know what my roster construction is going to look like today. And I don't think I'll need to stack these guys. Like even if you stack the Marlins, you're you're likely not going to be able to play like a Clevenger Cole team. So like, it just doesn't make a ton of sense to me to stack them. But I can certainly understand why you'd stack them. Like I said, I don't mind really anybody one through eight, um, you know, as a one off or like I said, just filling out a stack cheaper. And um, as far as the White Sox bats go, we know Richards is going to give up a run or two. Um, Is there any of these guys that you like to play?
1: Uh, McCann, Abreu, and Mankata. They're all a little bit too cheap. 4.5K uh, for Mankata and 4K for the other two. Richards gives up a decent amount of power and a decent amount of fly balls. He can give up home runs. We're playing him for the strikeout upside, but I don't mind a mini stack with those three guys or taking any of them as one-offs because like, chances of Mankata hitting a bomb are pretty good in this matchup, actually. Um, and Abreu, we all know that he crushes a ball and those price tags are not reflected of it. It's so... Yeah, it's those three bats, and that's pretty much it.
2: Yeah, I want to throw in AJ Reed as well. Um, more of a Fanduel fantasy draft play because I hate using him at first base, but um, don't mind him where I can play multiple first basemen. He's a guy that has always had a ton of power. Really, just didn't have a spot for him with Houston, and was able to move him to Chicago. So um, certainly don't mind AJ Reed. He's a guy that does have the pop. Um, to hit a home run as a cheap first-base play on multiple first-base sites. Yeah, like uh, Yankees, play. what's that? I said I like that play. Yeah. Uh, Yankees and Twins, C- CC Sabathia, Martin Perez, 11 total here, big total. Um, Sabathia, slight favorite. Any interest here in CC?
1: None. None whatsoever. He's 8.6K. Twins have a 5.5 5 implied run total. He's not an overly high strikeout guy. And the Twins aren't that high of a strikeout team. Um, no, no way.
2: Going to be a lot of runs in this game. Um, this is definitely, I feel like, the chalkiest game on the slate for bats. Um, I'm with you. I don't really have any interest in CC. Martín Pérez has been good this season. You know, we've used him a bunch. Uh, we haven't really picked on him too much. He's facing the Yankees. He's pitched better at home this season. Is there a reason to play him or no? At eight one
1: point one K, no um there's not many pitchers in the league i want to play at 8.1k versus the yankees perez is a decent pitcher not great not bad doesn't have huge strikeout stuff and the yankees lineup is very good uh no interest in perez
2: yep um let's talk yankees bats i love the Yankees stack here like (laughs) i we're getting the yankees on the road against the lefty um It's not many times that the stack's going to come up in this position where I'm going to be like, I don't like the Yankees here. So, certainly like the Yankees, um, just about any of these guys are in play for me outside of any of the lefties. I will not play a lefty against Martin Perez.
1: Yeah, yeah, not playing any of the lefties, but uh, Judge Sanchez and Carnacion. Sanchez and then Carnacion hit fly balls at a massive clip, and they're going up against a ground ball pitcher, and Judge just mashes lefties. And even LeMahieu there at the top, I mean – He's still got a 400 woba versus lefty so far in the season. Doesn't strike out a huge clip. Even with uh, a decent ground ball rate going up against ground ball pitcher, he's got some upside. Outside of them, like Hicks is fine. Void is fine. Torres is fine if you want a round-ass stack, but it's really the top four guys in the order.
2: Who would have thought, DJ LeMay, you, all he you had to do was get out of course to be a better hitter? Like, makes yeah. Sense. yeah, we hear that all the time, right? yeah that's how it works. obviously like that's 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 what makes a ton of sense right like that's what you have to do you have, just have to get a course yeah um the twins like don't sleep on the twins here like i i don't like to stack against the Yankees because i hate to face the face that back into the bullpen here but i think they get the cc in this game we look at these guys there's a lot of power upside in this lineup against left-handed pitching and you know, CC where he's just been so good in years past at just limiting, you know, hard contact and, you know, getting righties out. We're looking at, uh, you know, a hard hit rate at 39.5%. You know, the strikeout rate is still around, you know, league average, and he's giving up a lot more fly balls. I think the juice balls are starting to hurt a guy like CC Sabathia.
1: Yep, and the price tags on these guys are mostly a little bit too cheap. Crone's at 3.9K. Love him. Cruz.
2: Oh, <laughs> 3.9K <laughs> for my boy.
1: Oh, well, it's also 4.4K for Cruz. Those guys are the clear top options. I don't hate Blanco's price tag, even though I don't like him against lefties. Um, same thing with Rosario. But like, you can make a stack just because of Crone and Cruz's price tags, and they—they are two. They might be the two top options on this entire slate. I mean, more likely to get a home run than most people, and priced not at all like it. So. Love those two guys. Don't mind the stack.
2: Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I never want to sleep on Sano, you know, CC, a guy that can get strikeouts, but Sano, uh, I, I never hate him, but I love this price on CJ Krohn. I don't like paying up for a catcher, but Garver just keeps hitting home runs. Like if you want to play him, I'm certainly not going to say no. Um, where I love Garver is on Fanduel. Like he's 3,400 on Fandle. He's going to have zero ownership. Like, it it is what it is right like for his production at 3400 the dude's averaging you know 13 fantasy points and he's only this he's only this price because he's a catcher like if he was a first baseman he'd be 4300 yeah yeah i, I hate pay, I, I won't pay it on dk but on fanduel it makes sense
1: yeah and it's just tough to stomach that price tag for a catcher. But if you go with two 4k options at pitcher, then you're fine.
2: Yeah. But like, think about it, like the stack on Minnesota, like on FanDuel, you could play Garver and Crone. you could play Cruz, you know, you could figure out who you want your fourth guy to be. And you, you know, like you can't play Sano, Garver and Crone. So it's interesting that they move Sano over to first base on FanDuel. So there's a, there's a few different ways to stack the twins and, um, Seems like we're in agreement, We both.
0: With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.
2: Like this game. Let's move on. We got Oakland at Houston. uh, Eight and a half total here. Homer Bailey against Garrett Cole. Cole is a minus 235 favorite here. Um, Any interest in Homer Bailey? no
1: i mean it's still an all right pitcher's ballpark but i only really play homer over in oakland now uh so he's he's been decent this year but he gives up a ton of hard contact and houston is such a tough lineup with not a whole lot of strikeouts
2: yeah and like the thing that really stands out like we know that homer bailey gives up a ton of hard contact like He's sitting at 44% on the season, only a 14% soft contact. That's a 30% hard to soft contact ratio. Like, we want the hard contact to be at 30%. We don't want the hard to soft contact ratio to be at 30%. It's really high. And when you start digging into the stats here for the Houston Bats, you know, Springer, Altuve, Bregman, Brantley, Alvarez, Gary L, all over 35% hard hit rates against Randy pitching this season. So, a lot of hard contact here. And I'm just going to pass on Bailey because of that. You know, I think that Garrett Cole, like I said, you know, Clevenger one A, one B with Cole. I lean Garrett Cole in cash games. Um, if I can get to him and pay the extra money, they're just so close in price, Grant. That I'm gonna take the floor of Garrett Cole right now, who is just mowing through every lineup and has thrown over a hundred pitches now in eight of the last ten games.
1: Yeah, Cole's the top raw points option on the slate. He's probably your cash game sp1 he's got a close to 40 percent k rate um i don't have to say too much else he's going up against a decent strikeout rate lineup he it could go poorly as it came with any pitcher but the likelihood of it going poorly is not that high i really like cole on this slate he could be my top owned option
2: yeah i'm gonna like i said i'm gonna play him as much as i possibly can as far as the oakland bats go a lot of strikeouts towards the bottom of this lineup. Um, is there any Oakland bats that you like?
1: No, no, none of them are priced good enough. I mean, Chris Davis, you could take a shot at three point one k. Cole strikes out righties as lower clip than lefties. It, it's just because he's so darn cheap, and he's got to start hitting home runs eventually. So that, he'd be the only guy to think about.
2: I don't think I'll end up playing any of these bats. We know that Cole doesn't typically have perfect games. Like, he typically will give up a run or two. So, I don't mind maybe looking, you know, searching for a home run in one of these power bats, Chapman, Olsen, Kana, Davis. But it would be one-offs, and you know what you're getting. Uh, As far as the Houston bats go, I do think they're an interesting stack here. I talked about the hard contact. They do have an implied total over five. Um, I certainly don't mind looking at some of these Houston bats, but I don't really like, I don't really want to play them as one-offs. I want to stack them.
1: Uh, I don't mind playing Alvarez as a one-off. I don't mind playing any of the top five guys as a one-off. Um, Homer Bailey gives up bombs. Uh, he's in a worse hitter or pitchers ballpark. Gives up enough hard contact. I honestly, I love the stack. I really like Brantley. I really like Alvarez. I, like Bregman and Springer, but their price tags are a little bit tougher to stomach. Uh, but yeah, I like one through five hitters here. And I mean, if you want to go Gary, you all know, that's fine.
2: Yeah. That's, I guess I probably will end up stacking them when I start looking at the pricing on them and stuff um, just makes more sense to me as a stack, but You know, it's an expensive stack too. So, you know, you could potentially get them lower owned. Um, Don't hate Altuvia or any of these guys as one offs, but I personally, I like the stack more just because of how price, how heavily priced they are. Uh, Cincinnati at Milwaukee, Sonny Gray against Chase Anderson, nine total here. Anderson's a 130 favorite. Uh, Do you have any interest here in Sonny Gray?
1: Yeah, a lot. Um, He's so much cheaper than Clevenger, Ray, and Cole. Um, that you have to think about playing him. like It's going to be tough to get up to those three guys, even with playing a che- paying for a cheap SP2. And we've kind of seen this before. I mean, it's a tough ballpark, but we saw what Verlander did, who's a very similar pitcher, just better. And he mowed through them, and they just gave up a few bombs. And that was pretty much it. He's probably going to give up a home run here, and he's probably going to strike out nine guys. I uh, really like Sonny Gray here. I think he has a 25-point outing here, probably more. And, yeah, he's, he's priced at the right spot.
2: Yeah, like the, one of the reasons that I don't like Eduardo Rodriguez is because I think you can go down to Sunny Gray and get the same type of ceiling type upside. So I'm not a Sunny Gray guy in general, and I think that the Cincinnati-Milwaukee series always produces a ton of runs. But I, I like Gray here for tournaments. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not going to stack against him because I probably will have at least one stack against him here um, if I'm playing like 20 lineups or so. But I I do think Sonny Gray is very playable in large field tournaments. Um, Chase Anderson on the other side of this game, I know he's the favorite here, but I feel like he's a favorite because of the offense. Um, Chase Anderson's been really good against lefties this season, but he's really, really struggling with righties. And they have plenty of power righties in this lineup, so probably going to stay away from Chase Anderson here.
1: I mean, I don't think I will. The big thing here is you look at the lineup and you look at Chase Anderson's stats. He's good versus lefties. They have some decent lefties here. And but he has upside against lefties versus righties. The main thing is, or one of the big things is he has a much higher walk rate versus righties. And you look at the lineup, Suarez, 7.4% walk rate. Puig, 4.2%, Peraza, 3.1%, Inglesius, 3.6. They don't walk. Honestly, we could see a big outing here from Chase Anderson. He could get beat up a little bit, but he's been so good versus left. He's such an extreme reverse splits pitcher, and the walks are what we worry about versus righties. The only reason I don't have a ton of interest in him is because of Richards, but I could end up seeing myself split these two guys.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Um, I just I think I'll play Richards more than i play Anderson, so I get it. Uh, reverse splits guy to the max here. Uh, Cincinnati bats. I like Suarez. I like Puig. Um, I think they're both very, very good plays here. Yep,
1: yeah, and I don't hate Vado's price tag, even though Chase Anderson has been reverse splits. 3.6K is pretty darn cheap, but it's mostly Suarez and Puig here. I mean, Chase Anderson gives up a lot of hard contact, a lot of fly balls to righties, so I don't mind either of those guys who can tear the cover off the ball.
2: Yeah, maybe a Peraza, um good stolen base spot too. Yeah. even But Grandal's behind the plate, so it kind of hurts a little bit. Uh, Milwaukee, like I said, I'll stack them. I don't think I play them as one offs. I do. I was looking at the pricing on some of these guys, and they're not priced like super heavily high. So outside of Yelich and uh, Hura, like Mustakis is 4.4, 4, uh, Thames is 4.2, Grandall's is 4.1. Like plenty of ways to get exposure to this offense. Um, so I, I potentially like this stack here.
1: I think I'm full on fading it. Gray's been so good versus lefties. Oh, yeah. Like I I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to go there. Like it's in a good hitters ballpark. They can hit a bomb or two, but the guys I want are lefties and Gray's just been so darn good against them that I don't think I can go there.
2: Yeah. Like we we've seen Sonny Gray pitch against this team a couple of times this season and he dominated them uh, eight innings in one of those games. And I know the game in Milwaukee, he struggled a little bit, gave up like four and runs, a couple home runs. So, like there there is ways for the Milwaukee bats to get there. Like this team's really good. You look at these three right here, Yelich, Grandal, Mustakis. Maybe if it's only a three man on the back end of a stack, I just if I'm gonna if I'm gonna play these guys, it's gonna be a stack. I do, like I said, I like Gray. Um, but I don't mind, you know, if I'm getting twenty lineups to get exposure to both sides of this game. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Baltimore, Arizona, Aaron Brooks, Robbie Ray, uh, nine total. Ray's a 230 favorite. Uh, Any interest here in Aaron Brooks?
1: Sub 20% K-Ray guy going up against a decent lineup. Nope.
2: I'll play just about anybody at 4K, um, but I am not playing Aaron Brooks. Like you said, he's just not a guy. He's that pitch-to-contact guy. Um, I hear that. I run the other way. Um, Robbie Ray on the other side of this game. This team has a 24% K rate against left-handed pitching this season. They have, you know, seven guys or six guys with strikeout rates over 24% against left-handed pitching. They're losing the DH. Um, It's hard not to like Robbie right here. Just the price is a little high. Yeah,
1: yeah, the price is definitely a little bit tough to swallow. But They only have a 3.6 implied run total here. The big thing is they don't walk at a big clip, and they don't have a whole lot of hard contact in the lineup, which – is what Ray really struggles against, especially against righties. I mean, we have Mancini at a 9.4% walk rate, but outside of him, it's like a 4% average throughout the rest of the lineup here. I don't hate it. Um, I definitely don't hate it. He's going to be facing a lot of righties, but like I said, when walks aren't a concern, he can definitely pile up the strikeouts here. I like Clevenger and Cole a little bit better, but I'm not going to argue with any of these three. Like I said, it's essentially a coin flip. You just build your lineup and figure out which one you can fit in.
2: Yeah, I like Colin Clevenger more, but I think a lot of people that be that way, and I think we see pretty good low ownership on Ray. So I hate playing Robbie Ray when he's chalk, and if he's going to be a little bit lower on here, I can potentially get get to it. Um, any of the Baltimore bats? Nope, just
1: just nope.
2: Yeah, like Nunez, it would be a guy like maybe on fantasy draft where you could play multiple first basements, but. Um, He's really the only guy. I didn't even look. I didn't look at his Fanduel price. Um, I forget. I always forget that he's a third baseman on Fanduel. He's thirty-one hundred on Fanduel. Like I don't mind Nunez as a one-off. Robbie Ray does give up a lot of hard contact and a lot of fly balls to righties. Um, Nunez is going to either strike out or hit the ball hard here. So, and he's a guy that hits the ball in the air a lot. So, I don't hate that as a one-off, but that's really all I got. Arizona is a really sneaky stack here. Um, Aaron Brooks, a pitch-to-contact guy, plus his bullpen. I know the roof is going to be closed here, but a a 5.5 implied total that could potentially fly under the radar here because people just don't like playing Arizona.
1: Yeah, I mean, the problem here is the price tags. Um, Top four guys average about 5K in price tag. Jones is a bit cheaper and lambs a little bit cheaper, but it's, it's going to be tough to fit this lineup in. I don't mind them as a sneaky stack in big field tournaments. Everyone's going to want to get pitchers, pitcher. So they're going to go largely under owned. Um, but in smaller field tournaments, it's, it's tough to fit them in with that price tag, but they, they definitely have the upside here.
2: Yeah. I, I like it. Um, like you said, though, I, I think it's, it's large field tournaments. It's, you know, your single entry tournaments and stuff like that. I could potentially see them getting there and being a difference maker team, but um, it's just these prices make it really, really tough. So they're – to be honest, like position eligibility-wise, they're a fun team to stack because you can use a lot of your infield spots on them. So, you know, you have a lot of outfield with other teams that you can stack with them, so – uh, moving right along here Cubs Giants nine total Alec Mills against Sean Anderson pick them game um, any interest here in Mills a little
1: bit he's got decent strikeout stuff in the minors and the limited sample size we have in the majors but I mean and it's in San Francisco and San Francisco it may have been hot recently but it's still a game in San Francisco I don't hate it it's just that 6.9k price tag I think I'd rather go with Richards I'd rather go with Chase Anderson
2: yeah, I don't mind the I don't mind that because of the price point. I just there's not a lot that I like in this price. Um, this game being in San Francisco, I, I can I can I can believe it. I can play it. Sixty nine hundred. Like if if I don't want to play Chance Anderson and I don't want to be a hundred percent on Richards in this range, like Alec Mills is a good pivot. Um, you know, triple A numbers suggest that he has a little bit of strike outside, and his biggest issue has been home runs, and that should be helped a lot by this ballpark. So. Um, don't mind Alec Mills here. Just, just kind of process of elimination in this price range. Um, Sean Anderson on the other side of this game. Do you have any interest in Sean Anderson?
1: I mean, he's 4.3K. He's pitching in San Francisco. It's not a great matchup, but it's, it's strictly a price play. I mean, this guy doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys. So he's at the mercy of BABIP here. Like, not a huge amount of upside, but at 4.3K I, I all I need is 15 points. So I don't mind Sean Anderson. Uh, I don't love him. There's another guy that we'll get to in the next game that I really like.
2: Yeah. We're going to be talking about that guy in the next game. Cause I agree with you. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, I don't really love Anderson just because he just doesn't strike anybody out. Like he could go out here and put up 10 paint points and, you know, end up being okay. And I think that's definitely a possibility, you know, At home this season, he's averaging eleven point four fantasy points. So not gonna go out and blow the socks off of anybody, but um this is the slate, and I would much rather play Anderson than Brooks or Fed or Lambert or Nova. So that's kind of where I'm at. But I'd rather play Samson more than all those guys. So we're gonna talk about him in a minute. Um as far as the Cubs bats go, like I don't want to go too crazy here. I know this is a matchup where They're facing a pitcher that, you know, doesn't really walk people or, you know, doesn't really strike people out. You know, this ballpark is really good for doubles and triples for left-handed hitters, but it's just not a great home run ballpark.
1: Yeah, it's really just Swarber for me. He's the only one priced at a decent price tag at 4.1k going up against a pitcher who does not strike out lefties at all, and he's a high strikeout guy. Um, You could go Baez if you wanted to, but like, I'm not paying 4.8K for Bryant in this ballpark. I'm not paying 5.1K for Rizzo in this ballpark. It's it's Schwarber, it's Baez, that's it. I mean, this could go poorly for Anderson, but like it's it's too good of a ballpark for me to really want to play anyone else.
2: Um, any interest here in any of the Giants bets?
1: Belts, 3.1 or 3.7K. I don't hate him. I uh, don't hate Sandoval at 3.7K either but not really a fan of any of
2: them in the days of brandon crawford being cheap are over for now um yeah i, I like the giants a lot more on the road uh, i i like to use the giants when they're on the road but i um, really don't love anything here like i don't mind crawford and dickerson but i just i don't like the pricing like I, dickerson is 800 dollars more than Shoreburn in the same game so i just don't end up on that very often all right texas at seattle last game on the slate nine and a half total samson against gonzalez gonzalez a 126 favorite um adrian sampson terrible he's terrible but um he's facing a terrible seattle team can we play him
1: yep he's he's probably my top pitcher on the slate he's 4.1k seattle team has a 23.5 percent projected k rate in the lineup samson like, a lot of his bad numbers are from playing over in Texas, over in the Heat. This is getting a, p- a huge ballpark upgrade here. He does have some K stuff against lefties, 21%. And there's a lot of lefties in this lineup that strike out at a high clip here. I re- And he doesn't walk, guys. He gets enough ground balls where he should be all right. Samson is probably the top point-per-dollar play on the entire slate. Don't go too heavy on him if you don't want to have a chance of disaster. He has been he has been in the bullpen for a little bit. We don't know how stretched out he is. I think he's going to go up to 80-some-odd pitches pretty easily. He's only been in the bullpen for two weeks, so he's probably still stretched out enough here. It's just 4.1K and bigger strikeout rate to lefties and a Seattle team and a decent pitcher's ballpark. I, I really like this a lot for Samson.
2: I think Samson, too – Uh, Let me be clear with this, though. Like, he is a pitcher for two-pitcher sites. Like, I would not play Samson on FanDuel. I don't know if you would, but on FanDuel, I would much rather, you know, take a couple cheaper bats and get up to some of these options. Like, Sonny Gray's 8-6 over there. Ray's 9-6. Clevenger's 10-2. Like, I would much rather get to those guys on a FanDuel than, you know, punt. But on DK, on Fantasy Draft, on Yahoo, I don't mind it. Um maybe not as much on yahoo i don't get to play a lot on yahoo only when i'm out of town and traveling but i it's it's ugly but this ballpark's gonna help and these guys just strike out at such a high clip that you know there's obviously some upside there so i don't mind samson gonzalez has been pitching a lot better recently um it is a lefty against texas they're one of the worst teams in baseball against lefties do we have any interest here at 7.9k
1: the price tag is the problem here. Um, if I have 900 left over from Richards, uh, I might take a shot on Gonzalez. The strikeout upside is there. He has been pitching better. He doesn't walk a whole lot of guys. Um, but it, the price tag's a little bit tough to stomach for a guy that has not been a good pitcher this year.
2: Yeah, like, the the price, like, ugh. I feel like it's what we keep saying about a lot of these guys, but really, like, we play a salary game, and if if gonzalez was 6900 here he'd be one of my favorite plays uh like he was 5800 not too long ago and a start and he's been floating around that range like if he was still kind of cheaper here i'd have interest like especially coming off of a bad game but i don't think i can pull the trigger here i love lefties against texas that's like my biggest thing here but um it, it's just a price thing like i'd rather take a shot on richards or one of these other guys um texas bats uh, joey gallo is a guy that i always like lefty lefty and you know never gets love lefty lefty but he's a guy that's either going to strike out or hit a ball really far so you know especially against lefties like we look at it he's a 36 percent k rate but his average air distance this season against lefties is 334.6 like home run or strike out
1: yeah yeah i don't mind the gallo call at all uh don't hate pence but like, this still isn't a great ballpark. I mean, Gallup and Pence's price tags are both under 5K, so they're fine. Outside of them, I'm, I'm probably fading everyone.
2: Uh, as far as the Seattle bats go, granted, I, I'm all about the hedge life. If I'm going to play a bunch of Samson, you can bet your ass I'm going to have at least one stack here for Seattle. Yeah, I
1: don't hate that. Um, like, honestly, Crawford, Santana, Vogelbach, Navarez, all decent hitters. I uh, don't mind playing either playing any of them. They're all priced at a decent rate. It's going to be 80 over in Seattle uh, tomorrow, so the ball's going to be flying a little bit more than normal. But like, I'm playing Samson for the strikeout upside in the price. But yeah, I'm, I'm fine with the hedge stack. I don't think I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm just going balls out on Samson. But honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if I had close to 100% Samson tomorrow. And guys, again, I'm warning you. They have a 5 run implied run total against Samson. This could go poorly, although some of that's attributable to the Texas bullpen. But I I am like it's not without risk, but there's a whole bunch of potential reward.
2: Yeah, like obviously there's there's a ton of risk playing him. <laughs> he's he's got a 357 Wobita of lefties and 391 Wobita righties this season. Like obviously there's a lot of risk to playing the guy like we are playing him because of the price point, and there's just not a lot of value options on the slate. Again, two pitcher sites. Uh, like, I'm not going to play Samson on FanDuel. Like, I think that is, that is a crazy idea, in my opinion. I don't think it's a crazy idea on DK. All right, Grant, let's play the morning grind game, and we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under AK to get six or more strikeouts. Samson. All right um give me trevor richards against the white Sox. that's probably the smart move <laughs> give me a guy over 8k to score under 15
1: i'm gonna take the easy way out with
2: cc i'm gonna take the other easy way and say press that that game those guys are easy fades for me even if they go out and put up 40 i don't care uh over 4k to hit a home run who do you got alvarez Right, I like that one um you know what gimme Jake lamb
1: I don't like that pick
2: under four k to get two hits who do you got
1: c j. crone
2: oh, you took my guy yeah, I'm sorry um, let's see now I gotta find a guy that's who I had oh let's see under four k to get scrolling. Yeah, not a lot of great options. <laughs> no, there there's some options. It's just you took my um gimme Dozier. I like that call. I don't hate Dozier at 3.7 K. Uh give me a stack to score six or more runs. Marlins. Oh buddy. Yep, going ballsy. All right. I'm gonna take Arizona to get away from the chalk. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
1: (sighs) Please, please do not fail me, Samson. Nobody cut his hair. (laughs)
2: Ah,
1: that joke.
2: (laughs) On that note, we're going to get out of here. I hope everyone has an awesome Monday. Appreciate you guys listening to the podcast as always. He is Genie for 07. I am Stevie TPFL. Good luck, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, kids.